when you play at an elite level, you always know that there's someone better out there and you're going to run into them. And if you don't have another set of toolboxes that you can reach into, then you've already lost. This is Glenn Murphy with NC Sistema, and this is Sistema for Life. Martin, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you. Nice to see you again down here in North Carolina, gearing up for a good weekend. Yeah, it's always a fun one. It's good. Always. So to kick off, most people know who you are in the Sistema world if they're already in it. But for the benefit of those that might be listening to the podcast who um, are just getting into Sistema, uh, where do you train? Where do you teach? And what's your connection with Sistema? Uh, I teach and train in uh, my school in Los Angeles at the Academy Beverly Hills. Um, and uh, what's my connection to Sistema? I started doing Sistema about <clears throat> 18 years ago, I think. Uh after I saw Vladimir at a demonstration and did a class with him and realized that uh, what I had been doing as a martial artist and what I should be doing were two different things. <laughs> that was kind of uh, my introduction to it, I guess. So what was your background as a martial artist before Sistema? Um, I'd been in martial arts since I was very young, eight, eight nine years old. I started in judo uh, and then went to Kempo Karate under like Ed Parker's system when I was about 16 and stayed in that for a long time. Uh, that was kind of my main focus as a martial artist. Uh, and then I boxed, I did Thai boxing, um, judo, went back to judo, got my, uh, trained in that for quite a while and, and, uh, and Philippine martial arts. And, um, I was a bouncer for 10 years and did a lot of, street fighting, that type of, type of thing. You know. Was was that in the UK as a bouncer or UK, US or both? Uh, both, yeah. I started in my hometown in in uh, Paynton and Torquay, uh, which was kind of like a, I guess you call it the Coney Island of, of the UK. <laughs> if, you, if you've been down there, like at that time, it was if you couldn't afford to go on holiday, you came to us. <laughs> so it was a lot of, you know, people came down, got drunk, got into the fight. And that was our every weekend, so, you know. And where did you bounce in the, in the U.S. after you moved over here? Uh, well, I lived in Kentucky for a while. I was bouncing there in some, again, some pretty, pretty um, kind of uh, local nightclubs that were interesting, interesting the difference between those and the U.K. clubs. And also worked in London as well, uh, bounced there. So on the... Um sport martial arts or other martial arts fighting front and we'll come back to this a little bit later on do you still maintain a connection to that now i know that you kind of um co-own the gym with higgin machado of um, brazilian jiu-jitsu fame and, and lots of other kind of athletes uh, who come to train with you do you cross train in these other arts still now or is it mostly just sistema for you um i mean sistema is my focus so if i train in other things it's to become better at sistema um but yeah, I still I'll box every now and again, or or kickbox, or uh, grapple. Definitely, I love I love grappling, um, and uh, and I think everybody in any martial art, whether it's system or not, should always fight with people from other martial arts. And you know, don't don't pick the worst people to train with. Pick the best people to fight. You know, and figure out either what they're doing or how to do what you're doing better against them. So because you know, sometimes you can into the pattern of working with your own people and 
and uh, fighting can become a fantasy that you can all agree on, but you don't realize you're agreeing on it. Um, but when you get up, you know, and just fight somebody, then you realize that, you know, pretty quickly that uh, you shouldn't be training to fight against the worst person you can fight against. You have to train against the best person you can fight against. And that's where you really learn, you know. Was was that a big part of your motivation for going to uh, up to RMHQ to train with Vladimir in the first place? And is that what took you out of the martial arts that you were in to begin with, that you wanted to try and find the best people, train with them, learn what you could from them, even before you started Sistema? Uh, that was always my thing, you know, just find the martial art that interests me the most for what I was looking for, which was street fighting. And... Uh, and then train with the best person you can find in that martial art. And um, usually his students or uh, are, I mean, even if they're not sparring it themselves that much at that point, you know, their students always are. And so you can always find, find good people to fight. And why did I train with Vlad? I mean, at the time I met Vlad, I was kind of physically at, the, at a peak of my sort of sport type fight or sport street fighting concept uh, abilities in that sense you know I mean I was in my early 30s uh, and my average training day would be to you know box for seven eight rounds with somebody very good or grapple with for an hour with you know group of you know very good grapplers or um, do my own teaching or my own training you know so I'd be training very hard every day and was you know a handful for probably anybody I was sparring with in any of their arts, and not that I was, I don't know, I don't know what level, it never bothered me what level I was at, was whether I could actually do something or not was what was important. Um, and then, you know, I meet a guy who takes me apart in seconds and is laughing and talking to somebody else at the same time, you know, it was a bit, <laughs> it was, you know, like, okay, there's obviously something going on here that I have no clue about, you know, because most people I could at least hang with or, or, you know, start to figure out what they were doing fairly quickly and start to train at it. And <clears throat> I just had no idea what Vlad was doing. So so that's kind of piqued your interest and you're like, all right, there's something here. There's deeper depths to be plumbed. Um, I mean, I was, I was doing all the martial arts I was doing to become, you know, they were telling me things. So the, 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 the fact I was mixing up grappling and striking and, you know, this is at the early part of the UFC, you know, and uh and street fighting concepts like kempo and philippine martial arts and you know and they were they were telling me things they were telling me to trust my hands trust uh, uh move and try and relax as much as possible and things like that but kind of a, compared to sistema i was a baby shaking my hands in the darkness you know <laughs> as, as much as i was learning it was that was as much as i knew compared to something like sistema and uh once i had a an idea or at least a, a realize that there was a door opening there you know once i saw the crack through the door i was like okay this is this is something really out there very different so vladimir has been um quoted as saying that you're one of the few people who's come to sistema that seem to grasp it just get it very very quickly just started to understand it very very quickly what what was there to be had um what do you attribute your your ability to kind of to understand Sistema? Do you think it was some of the background and some of the shared commonalities, or was it something else uh, in the personality or the way that you train? You feel that maybe set you apart in that? 
I mean, that's a tough question because I don't really think I understand the system. <laughs> so do you feel like he was being kind on that? <laughs> so, do you feel like you understand the system despite yourself? Or? <laughs> well, I, I understand... I understand what I understand of it, but that doesn't necessarily mean I understand the stemma, you know. Uh, I mean, Vlad was being very nice when he said those things, and I appreciate that. Uh, the uh see, most martial arts you can... Uh, one of the things I was good at was being able to physically mimic other people uh, very quickly. So if they were a good kickboxer, I could jab and kickbox and, you know, do a right cross very well, and then learn how to apply those things in a fight relatively quickly. You know, if I was a grappler, the same sort of thing, you know, figure out an arm bar pretty quickly and then look at how to apply it and manage to, you know, start working it very quickly into a fight. Um, System is a different fish altogether. You know, it's, it's, a, it's actually almost detrimental to be able to physically copy somebody in it because you're trying to because it pulls away from what you're actually trying to learn which is to strip all those things away and start to understand what your instincts are and then start to guide those and so being able to physically copy somebody is almost the opposite direction that you should go in even though it's a helpful direction initially if you keep going down that path you quickly run into a wall and i think this is why people come and go with systema as well because they especially if they're talented, they realize that they can't get good at Sistema. They have to get good at being a human being, and then Sistema comes out of that, and that's the hard part. <laughs> so it's a kind of a different approach. Yeah, it's a big ask, right? It's uh, it's not just, yeah, train harder and, and you'll get it. It's look look deeper and you know, into yourself and into all aspects of your life, not just what you bring onto the floor and when you grapple people and stuff. That's definitely. Um, I mean... Look, if you're a grappler and you want to become a better grappler, train Sistema. If you're a boxer and you want to become a better boxer, train in Sistema. I don't think the physical things that you learn in them are going to work against you. They're definitely going to work for you. It's a very universal, um, biomechanical uh, concept that you can apply to anything. But if you want to get better at Sistema, you can't train at those things (laughs) because it's going to keep pulling you away from uh, what the the real work is, which is to be so exposed as a fighter or as a person that they can't, that, that an opponent really couldn't tell that you're dangerous. <clears throat> and kind of your art starts to come out of that, out of your exposure. Um, and because when you expose yourself to the world, you have to see yourself better. And uh, the more you hide yourself from the world, the harder for you to see yourself because you know you're only a reflection of the things around you basically so there's there's interesting divisions in the wider martial arts world about um some people kind of and it it maybe it's a little bit arbitrary where they divide martial arts into kind of external and internal arts where there's a lot of kind of internal work going on and that kind of thing and maybe some of that is fair and useful and maybe some of it's not really useful as the description because i think there's internal aspects to most things to kickboxing to bjj to you know you um mma all kinds of stuff as well um how do you see kind of the, the the kind of emphasis on internal focus and relaxation and self-control as being both useful 
or detrimental to actual fighting um, because this is kind of a, a specific specific area that you work in a lot you work with fighters you work with um fairly elite athletes right um, well full-on elite athletes from the nba nfl other people this kind of people who need to compete for a living right um and yet there's this aspect of sistema which is non-competitive and let's develop ourselves let's work with a partner let's figure out how we can both improve ourselves relax the partner who's trying to attack you all that kind of stuff where do you see those two things crossing over and where do you think feel there's kind of frictional tension that comes up uh good question <laughs> hey thanks yeah. <laughs> not easy to answer either um well rather than directly answer your question i think i'll answer another question of my own <laughs> no, no. Uh, i mean the thing that you have to ask yourself is why am i doing sistema or why do I even want to learn part of Sistema or have an exposure to it? Um, if you want to be a better fighter, then you have to fight. And if you want to be a better husband or wife or brother or sister or whatever it is, then you have to work on those aspects of Sistema. If you want to be a better taxi driver, then you have to work on that aspect of Sistema. If you want to be a better whatever it is, you, you have to decide. If you truly have a focus for your Sistema, you have to decide what your focus is. If you're enjoying going to the training and you like the people that you're training with and you feel that, that they're helping you and you're helping them, then maybe that is your focus and you don't really need anything else. Um, if you're I have some fairly elite guys come to me who are NFL players or whatever, you know, I mean, guys that, you know, they get paid $30 million to be a machine on on the, the field. Uh, I mean, one of the interesting things about training with people like that is you show them something, the level of ability that they have to replicate it is pretty phenomenal. I mean, it's really, you understand why, this guy is who he is and you know other people aspire to be like them and, um but i think if you're anybody if you're special forces you know if i'm teaching a military unit or a, a, a top athlete or a grappler of some form or you know they're all looking for something that gives them an edge because one of the things you'll find when you go to a when I was boxing quite a bit, you know, I'd go between boxing gyms and you know, on judo and, and grappling gyms and stuff like that. And I've done that all my life. And you can tell very quickly when you're in a high level place because everyone is good. And the reason everyone is good because everyone makes everyone better. And that's something, you know, it can be a very competitive environment, but it's usually a very healthily competitive environment if it's a good gym. Um, and the guys who are usually the best in those two gyms, there's two types. There's one, those ones who are just physically gifted, tough, that they're stronger than everyone else, they're faster than everyone else. They just have that genetic code which bless them in some way, and uh, when you get hit by them, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't want to hit by that twice or, you know, or they can't. I remember catching some guy and I, I remember the first time I thought I came up against someone who was doing serious steroids and I didn't realize it until I was grappling with them. And I 
because I could pretty well get people in key locks and, um, you know, it was one of my favorite types of things to get somebody in. And I'd rarely met somebody, whether they were a UFC fighter or whatever, that I couldn't at least get to lock on, even if they could get out of it. Couldn't even bend this guy's arm. It was like literally like a steel rod. And, uh, and it changes the way that you're thinking about something. So when you're in a situation like that, you physically don't have the capability to change the fight that way. And so something inside of you has to change because otherwise you've already been beat. It doesn't matter whether you go to the next move or go to the whatever. If you're already beaten by the fact that you can't do something that you're very capable of doing, then you've got nowhere to go. And the only place you have to go is inside of you. And what all these athletes are looking for is that place inside of them where they can go because they always know you. when you play at an elite level, you always know that there's someone better out there and you're going to run into them. And if you don't have another set of toolboxes that you can reach into, then you've already lost. And, you know, losing is never a big deal to me, but, uh, well... Sorry, winning's not a big deal to me, but I hate losing. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, and so that's that's what these guys are looking for, and they're they're looking for that that intangible part, that that's that part that allows you to win the fight, finish the mission, you know, save your buddies, whatever whatever it is, you know. And there's a lot of access to that in Sistema principles as to how to calm yourself, how to access your unconscious information, how to access your levels of relaxation that that you know that you're going to require. Because I used to do some courses with a former Navy SEAL, a good guy, and uh, one of the things he would put on the wall uh, with um, when we'd go into a military unit is, uh, and you'd have all these guys kind of jacked up and ready to go, and they'd look at us like, what are these guys going to teach us, you know? And you put on the wall, and you and you we had a UFC fighter who was like in his, you know, his tidy whities and he's roided out, and he, this is when they were doing lots of different types of stuff, and, and he's screaming into the camera like a berserker, you know, like, Argh. you know, and underneath that, there was a picture of a sniper. And, uh, and, and my friend would say, well, which one of these two guys do you want to run into a room with? And as much as they were looking like the roided out guy who's about to scream and, you know, the guy they wanted to trust was the sniper. And that's the guy they're looking for to train to be in on the inside. And so I think that's their, I think that's where the internal parts of the work start to intrigue even the most sort of physical fighter as to how do you control yourself, To how do you control the engine? Because you can build all the engines you want, but if if the computer doesn't work and it's under stress, then it doesn't make any difference, you know? It's just a machine. It's not doing what it needs to do, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, not, nothing can work if, it, if you can't control the stress, can't control the uh, anxiety or, the, or even co- overcompensation of going the other way and becoming a berserk, you know? So it's not useful to you. It's not useful to anyone around you. Yeah, it would seem that that 
is almost built into Sistema, like the, of what it's for, right? And, and Vlad likes to reiterate that all the time. He's like, you know, it's good to have skills, it's good to have speed and strength, but what if you don't? You know, what, what if you come up, what if you lose it? What if you're injured? What if there's too many guys? What if you had to run for a long time before you had to fight? Or, you know, or, or if you just get old, yeah, old and decrepit and you, you haven't got access to those things all the time. And, you know, increasingly Vlad's talking about that now instead of like, you might be injured on a special forces mission. He's like, look, we all get old. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be somebody stronger than you at some point and what are you going to do then it's like how do you use those skills and not just for fighting obviously but for daily life getting in and out of chairs you know like picking up your kids other stuff like that uh, i mean you know for as much as i get as i'm lucky enough to go and teach operators and and you know people who are in high-risk businesses and physicalities and everything else the majority of people i teach are not those you know the majority of people i teach in my school are lawyers and accountants and and you know artists and actors and you know all sorts of people and uh i doubt that they're getting into knife fights in the caves in afghanistan on a daily basis you know <laughs> so if they are it's news to, it's, i don't know about it um you know what they when someone's training with me for a couple of months the first thing that i hear is not that i avoided getting into this fight or or i managed to survive a a beating or or did this or that they come in and they say do you know i drove here today and i didn't get angry and when i hear that i know that they're starting to understand what they're being taught yeah you live in los angeles too so. yeah right i mean you know if, if anywhere you're going to get into a knife fight into a into a parking structure it's going to be <laughs> in a parking <laughs> situation <laughs> it's going to be there yeah. definitely <laughs> So, um, so what's what have you found the response to be when you've been working with um, athletes, or and you also uh, you've had some pretty famous and very very well respected martial artists like Dan Inosanto and uh, Mark Denny as well of Dog Brothers fame who've trained with you at your school, or um, yeah, Jeff Imada, lots and lots of people from other arts as well. What's what's their kind of feedback and response been their experience of Sistema? Because obviously it's a mixed bag on the internet, and you'll have people who have never tried Sistema commenting in various ways, and you can take that with a pinch of salt. Um, but I'll be interested to hear their take if you have a sense of of what they get from it is it the same thing that you got from it as an experienced martial artist coming in or do they see or use different things i mean i can't answer for them to be honest with you because you know same way as if they ask you know to answer for me i mean whatever you think the answer is it's probably very different for them than what i think it will be sure let me rephrase a little bit more like has there been any kind of consistent type of feedback or any common patterns to things when you've taught experienced martial artists that they come back with like i didn't realize it was this or i thought it was this and it's something else is there any commonalities or is it completely individual uh well the the most common pattern is that they come back and you know for, so whatever it is that they are getting they're happy with it and and obviously exploring something that i mean danny and mark and jeff and some of the other guys that i mean they've been training with me for nearly five years now and i mean that's every week driving across la i mean danny's an 81 year old guy now i mean you know that's that's quite a commitment to make for something and you've got to think that you know Dan Santo has been doing martial arts for 70 plus years in some form or another. Um, trained with Bruce Lee, was a protege of Bruce Lee, an instructor for Bruce Lee too. Um, has literally been exposed probably to 
and at least some form, probably almost every martial art available, you know, and uh, and has mastered many of them and, you know, at least become expert in multiple, multiple systems, you know. Uh, for him to make the kind of commitment that he has to Sistema, there has to be something in it that he simply has not seen to drive across LA every week, you know, <laughs> for years, there simply must be something there that he and Mark Denny, I mean, you know, founder of the Dog Brothers, full contact knife and stick fighting, um, you know, take all comers, you know, they've seen everything in weapons fighting and, you know, the concepts and multiple attackers and everything. And they just, and are consistently, I don't know how you put it, amazed at, at I mean, they they seem to have the same energy for it that I do when when I see it, and that tells me that there's definitely something in this, which is just not in other martial arts. Now, whether that's better or worse or whatever, I'd be surprised if it was worse because you know when you get to that kind of point in a martial art, and also something as controversial as Sistema, for guys like that to openly say that their training in Sistema is kind of like suddenly coming out as a Scientologist in a, you know, room full of Catholics or something, you know, it's like, you know, no offense to either group, you know, but, but it's a, it's a big, it's kind of, it would be a big statement to make, you know, so they must have a, a level of comfortableness with what they're learning to tell people that they're learning Sistema and, and, uh, and and uh, on on a regular basis, you know, uh, because they have a lot of lot to protect within their own arts and their own reputations and stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, I always appreciate them coming. They're good friends, and you know, we we get to these are my idols that I grew up with watching as martial artists. And every Tuesday, they're, they're sitting on the mat waiting to do Sistema. So, I mean, from my point of view, it's like, <laughs> you, know, but, you know, just like, you know, it's like dream team, you know, like, you know, as far as like sharing knowledge and, and just interacting with people who have that kind of knowledge and, and, uh, um, what do they get out of it? I, I, I don't know really, to be honest with you. Uh, they enjoy it. Uh, I think they enjoy the interaction with each other as well to get to train and play with each other and in a in a safe environment where they're not being judged by other people around them there's no one there um you don't to be you don't get to be that good a martial artist without making mistakes and if you're in an environment where you feel you're going to be judged for making those mistakes then you're going to not make those mistakes and you're going to revert back to whatever you know that you know but if you're in an environment where you're comfortable then you can make all the mistakes you want. And that's when you learn, you know. <clears throat> and in fact, if anything, I would suggest to Sistema instructors to learn from that, uh, that if people like that are prepared to make mistakes and learn things, make mistakes in front of your students. Do not be, don't, I would suggest not uh, working in ways that you are comfortable in work in ways you are completely uncomfortable you know make sure you're if someone's coming at you with a knife make sure that they're trying to stab you and if you're not getting stabbed on a regular basis in training 
then they're probably not trying very hard. And I would encourage them to try harder. If I don't get stabbed or punched and kicked and everything on a weekly basis by my students, I know that they're not attacking me. And then if I can't, if I can't make mistakes like these gentlemen will allow themselves to, then what am I learning? And then if I'm not learning, what am I teaching? You know. Well said. Good stuff. That heads off my other question I was going to ask, which is what advice do you have for instructors and what do you have uh, for maybe not just instructors, but also people who have been training Systema for a little while or maybe hit one of those partially self-imposed plateaus that you, you were talking about earlier on. Do you have any specific advice for things you've struggled with and got past in a certain way or things that you would advise them to do besides give yourself permission to make mistakes? I mean, I think that's probably the biggest one is lose, you know, I mean, intentionally lose. Understand that winning is as dangerous as losing. But if you win all the time, then when you do lose, then it crushes you. You know, if you lose on a regular basis, then it's who, who cares? You know, <laughs> you know, you'll move on to the next thing. <laughs> so, but uh, you know, if you're constantly in a state where, you know, don't don't let you, don't put yourself on a pedestal that your students have to idolize you for. You know, I mean, I grapple, I fight with my students, I. You know, I don't even, I, I call people students just for the convenience of the word, but I mean, really, they're training partners. And without them, how am I going to get better? I mean, and if I can't get better, how can I show them new ideas that I come up with to get out of problems that I hadn't considered before? Uh, I mean, if you're, you know, Systema has a, it's still fairly fringe as far as martial arts goes. So you probably haven't got 100 students in your place. You probably haven't maybe even got 10 people on a regular nightly basis or maybe you're training twice a week or whatever you know use the time that you have to sharpen the sword not to see how good it looks most of your training is probably going to be outside of the school learn how to walk properly or not properly but in a way that allows you to stay relaxed all the time learn how to breathe Learn how to relax in environments that you wouldn't necessarily notice that you're becoming tense. Um, learn how to recognize tension. Learn how to... You know, the, most of your training is probably outside of class time. Class time is to make mistakes and sharpen the sword. In. Outside of that, you're by yourself. Use that time. That's when you really get better. There's... There's only three ways to really get better physically at something uh, as far as a martial art, on a, just purely on a fight level. Um, one is to take uh, performance-enhancing drugs, and that will definitely increase your physical abilities and speed and power and all those things. Do I recommend it? No. Is it available and a possibility? Absolutely. You know, So you want to increase your abilities by 10 11%. Take PEDs. It'll work every time. The downside of that is, uh, you know, I'm lucky enough to be around great martial artists all the time. Higa Machado is my business partner at the school. You know, we are locked to the hip. <laughs> you know, as far as on a daily basis, you know, I go and grapple with his guys. I, he sends guys to me to train with me. You know, we, we, we organize a school and blah, 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 right? And uh, he's talking about PDs and stuff in Brazil. He said, "Look, you're 15 years old. You're you're grappling, becoming a champion. You walk into a pharmacy. You ask for the drugs. They give them to you. And if you're not taking them, you're probably not becoming a champion 
over there. And so the problem is, is when they come to the, they win all the championships there, and then they come to the states, and then they start getting tested, and they can't take the PEDs anymore. And then they have no technical, very little technical skill, because most of what you're doing is being that you're bigger, stronger, and faster than everyone else. Um, and then you have to relearn your technical skills. So, you know, getting older is like not taking PEDs. <laughs> you, you need a lot more technical skill <laughs> than, than, than you're going to have. I mean, you know, I, I'm probably not, I don't really feel it, to be honest with you, because the, the beauty of Systema is that you adapt so gradually with it that I don't notice that I probably don't have the same strength as I was at 25. I just literally don't notice it. Um, and in fact, you know, lucky enough, with this training, you actually do stay stronger for longer because you haven't broken yourself as much as well. if I was... I mean, if you're still training the same way as that you were at 25, at 25 years later, then you've either missed the point or, or you're not capable of doing what you were doing. Or if you are, you're an extreme rare example. You know, you're Bernard Hopkins or something like that, you know, where you can still compete directly at that level with the same types of people on an even playing field. But, you know, system is not an even playing field. It's it's how you play, you decide how you play the game. That's, you know, you just decide what game you're in, that's all. So PEDs is one way. The second way is um, sleep. They took uh, high school, very good high school basketball teams, and they, um, guys, top, top, top level group, um, college teams actually, sorry. And uh, these guys are the next NBA, you know, that's the next step. And they uh, they took some guys and put them into a study and they told them to sleep as much as possible. So you could imagine taking these, you know, kids and who don't need any sleep at all <laughs> and forcing them to, you know, actually physically mark down and take a diary of their sleep patterns and sleep as much as they could. These kids were sleeping up to 13, 14 hours a day. And uh, they actually increased their level of ability this almost to the same level as taking PEDs. Yeah, so they hit that 10, 11%. You know. It's rare to do that. Uh, and also you have to physically be capable of sleeping for that amount of time, time a day and, you know, have that as part, you know, you have to have one focus in life and that has to be your training and that's it. But, you know... Even me, I, I, I train every, anything from two to six hours a day still, and I don't have that ability to focus my sleep just for... But most of us don't get paid to sleep, though. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <you know. laughs> and, uh, and if I did, I'd spend it being awake. <laughs> so, uh, um, most of us are trying to you know, get better incrementally if we can. And uh, and that actually is so a five or six percent increase in your abilities is a huge leap. I mean, you think about if you were to be where you are right now, and on your best day, you were five or six percent better. That would be pretty good. You know, I take that. Um, <clears throat> and the best way to do that is what Systema does superbly, which is no class really is the same. And no training methodology is ever approached in exactly the same way 
in any class. And so you're incrementally, across the board, getting better by 0.1%, 0.002%, 0.5%. You know, but that incremental change across the board, it's if you keep at it, increases, you add them all up, then you get your 5 6% increases. And so, yeah, my advice, you know, work on that. You know, get your sleep, try and do all the things that are healthy. Um, you know, diet's important, super important. Um, state of mind is outside of Sistema is very important whether you pray or meditate or or find some way of internalizing uh, and at least having a diagnostic scan of your body that you can do mentally and physically but beyond that don't put too much pressure on one aspect of your training try and put your pressure on all aspects of your training incrementally and uh, that's where you start to really make increases with Sistema, you know. And you'll find that your increasing ability in Sistema is actually more akin to your calm state of mind than it is to your physical ability. And that once you start to fix your state of mind and your sort of general well-being, then your abilities start to increase a lot. Sounds like sound advice to me. Cool. Uh, so finally, what's next for you? What things have you got coming up over the next year? Many big masterclasses, seminars, things going on. I know you have one annual masterclass at your school in LA. Have you got any others going on elsewhere in the world where people might be listening? Uh, yeah, I'll be in. Um, I mean, uh, if, if you go to wheelersystema.com, uh, you can sign up for the newsletter. I have seminars uh, all over Europe, uh, around the world, around the US. Um, there will be a, a masterclass in my school in LA next week, and then I have I have seminars everywhere. Yeah, we'll we'll put it in the show notes. We'll put all the links in there. Yeah, and uh, and come to the school in LA. Uh, it's a nice facility. Everyone there is very you know helpful and honest with their training, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Everyone's welcome. Well, Martin, thanks very much, and uh, we'll get prepared now, both for the training for this weekend ahead and to be a sued by Scientologist, apparently. <laughs> Won't be the first time. For <laughs> <laughs> thanks very much, mate. See you again soon. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to find out more about training at NC Sistema, you can visit us online at www.ncsistema.com. If you'd like to find out more about Sistema classes and seminars worldwide, please visit www.russianmartialart.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, please take a few minutes now to give us a review on iTunes. This is probably the best way of helping us get the word out. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for future guests and discussion topics, please contact us via www.ncsystema.com or email me directly at glenn at ncsystema.com. That's glenn with two n's at ncsystema.com. We welcome your feedback. Many thanks, good health, and see you in training. Mm-hmm.